Hi, 안녕하세요. I'm Erica. Hi, 레이호. I'm Ellen. Welcome to Tubu or Not Tofu. We're psychotherapists who want to open up space to talk about topics in East Asian communities within a Western context. Surprise! We're doing things a little differently here and giving you this bonus episode first. It's of the IG Live we recorded on October the 8th. In this episode, we share a little bit about ourselves and also about the topics we're looking to cover in our future episodes. Topics like shame, passive aggressiveness, racism, conflict avoidance, saving face, intergenerational trauma, reconciliation in our families and churches, fear and bicultural identity. Do dig in to get to know us a little better and to hear what we are hoping to cover. Let us know what topics resonate and if there are other topics that you'd like us to create some space to have some curious conversations about, to break the taboos in our communities for ourselves and for our future generations. Stay tuned for our first episode coming out soon. Could you introduce yourself? (laughs) Yeah, me. Yeah. So my name is Ellen and um, yeah, Ellen Yan, my Chinese name um, is Yan Sok Yi. Um, and yeah, I've been working as a psychotherapist for, gosh, I can't count anymore, about 14 years now, so quite quite a while. I know, I can't believe it, it's been 14 years, it's crazy. Why? Has it been- I know, exactly. Same. Uh, yeah. And yeah. how would you describe yourself? How would I describe myself? Gosh. Ethnically? Ethnically. Oh yeah, that's a really hard question. Um, yeah, but no, I am um, Chinese, so I'm from um, Chinese descent, um, but I was born in the UK. Um, so I would, I used to say I'm British born Chinese. I still say that I am, but I'm still, I'm currently on the journey of really kind of trying to identify like what, what are my labels? <laughs> you know, what do I want to identify as? So currently I'm sitting with um, Chinese British because first and foremost, I am Chinese, um, but I was born in the UK, so Chinese British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what about you? <laughs> yeah. So, my name's Erica. Um, I've been practicing as a psychotherapist for eight years now. Eight years. Yeah. Something like that. Um, wow. It's been eight years. I know. No, I'm just trying to think. Like, gosh, time has really flown by. Yeah. I really don't. Eight years. Yeah. So I haven't had the like conventional, like straight Mm. route to becoming a psychotherapist Mm. and a bit like taking, you know, different paths along the way to come. Yes. Yeah. It'd be great to hear more about that in a future episode. Like, what was your path? Because some people might be interested in studying psychotherapy along the way. Um, they, there's lots of different routes that people can take, so mm, good to hear your journey and my journey as well. So yeah, yeah. write the comments below if you want to hear more about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell? Yeah, tell us how do you identify ethnically, Erica? So this is a really tricky question, which you kind of know already. Yeah. So I normally describe myself as Korean American. But so it's a little bit more complex than that. So I'm of Korean descent. I grew Mm -hmm. up in, I was born in Argentina. So my family has a very um, rich 
mixed culture. And I would even maybe go as far to say I have a bit of Spanish heritage. Mm. Um, Spanish culture was so big in my family life. Um, so, yeah. And wow. but before, like, it's, it's really interesting because I found that in the UK, people usually, like, uh, for, you said Chinese, British, I find yeah. that people describe themselves as uh, British-born Chinese, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, like, Korean-American. But I've mm-hmm. never really thought much about that term. So mm-hmm. interesting how, like, how do we choose which identity to put first, kind of? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something you really challenged me on as well over the years. It's like, why do you call yourself British first? You know, before I've, because I'm currently sitting with Chinese-British, right? But mm-hmm. you kind of said, yeah, why do you call yourself British Chinese rather than Chinese British? And that has really got me on a journey of considering that and yeah. my identity as well. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us don't really think mm-hmm. much about it. It's just... Yeah. It's almost, I mean, we'll talk more about this in the future episodes, right? But it's kind of like this collective identity and whatever is kind yeah. of set. We say, oh, that's what I am. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting conversations along the way because oh, this is all kind of new. Like try, East, East Asians talking about our identities, yeah. um, our heritage. It's I've not really heard that much out loud from our generation anyway. Um, So it's going to be a really interesting uh, discussion openers, you know, to have those conversations to, to really think about who are we? Yeah. It's quite exciting. Yeah. As you always say, there's so much content. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, shall we tell people what, what the kind of ideas that we're going to have um, for Dubu or Not Tofu? Um, yeah, do you want to kick us off? And, and yeah. Talk a bit? We could start with what I already shared was being bicultural, or in my case, tricultural. Like, yeah. um, what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do we identify ourselves? Um, yeah. 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 And then... Um, the next yeah should we just go down the list of things that we were thinking yeah about? sure sure okay yeah yeah but bicultural bicultural and tricultural definitely is such a important topic to be thinking about um mm-hmm. and to really yeah just as we've been discussing really like what, what does it what does it do, what do we place first do we place korean do we place chinese um and how much of that has impacted who we are and how we identify uh, where we've grown up as well um, so that would be a, that's a massive t- topic to unpack oh totally yeah. I mean I know for me personally that question of where are you from is such a is such a complex question yeah. I oftentimes don't really know how to even start even though I've been asked this so many times yeah um, so exactly I, and yeah so I mean that reminds me we'll probably talk about third culture kid yeah and yeah if you don't know we'll we'll go into an episode talking about this yeah. yeah exactly and even within that there's the whole i mean i've talked about it before but code switching you know when if i identify more when i'm in chinese spaces i automatically sometimes unconsciously adopt a chinese persona a more chinese persona but if i'm in a non-chinese space i will code switch and switch mm-hmm. to yeah what i perceive to be would be the more acceptable way so that's something we could talk about as well i don't know if that's what you're you're aware of that you do but I'm, i think that other people are aware that they might do that as well 
Um, but there's a name for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember I was talking to you about this one day, and you were like, yeah, yes. that's Katrina. I was like, thank goodness there's a term for it. I know. We're not, like, it's not something we're just making up in our heads. It actually does exist. There's a name for it. So um, yeah. that's something we can definitely talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I know this is like a little bit further down the list, but like the whole mm. imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, it becomes really confusing, um, and you just yeah. feel like, "Am I this imposter?" Right? Um, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so we're gonna try and touch on um, imposter syndrome and unpack that, um, and open up space for people to talk about how that shows up for them, maybe as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if you know, different cultures experience mm. that imposter syndrome mm. differently and yeah. looks within their own communities as well. Yeah. Wow. Oof. <laughs> All of these are, so well, we did say they're going to be quite taboo or taboo yeah. topics that we don't talk about. So there's going to be a lot to delve into for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what's like, what's the next one we said that we yeah, talked about? Yeah, one thing. Oh, I missed that bit. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You said that we would talk about shame. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The whole shame aspect is such a big thing in Asian mm -hmm. cultures, like all across the board. And exactly. And the thing is, we all instinctively within ourselves, I think we know that it's there. Like it kind of pervades all of us. It's in all of us, but we never talk about it. We don't, we, we, we're known as being from shame-based cultures, but we don't ever name it. We don't ever name that. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Um, and why are we hiding? I guess that that's one of the features of shame, but um, to be able to name it might be something quite powerful for us as East Asians as well. Definitely. I think this is kind of like the whole code switching because sometimes you don't yeah. really, linked to shame but it really um because i think with shame comes a lot of layers right and so when you're covering with so many layers suddenly you can't name it because yeah. it's something else and it's been for so long exactly exactly and it's generations as well like generations and generations of shame and more shame and it really impacts on our identity our relationships with other people um but it has a massive impact on our mental health um, yeah. So it would be a really important topic to to kind of explore a bit more, really, to see how it features in our lives and our communities as well. Yeah, um, yeah, and I guess that goes into the whole intergenerational trauma as well. Right? Oh my goodness, yes, that is huge, absolutely huge. And so, I mean, we, if you've seen Shang Chi, um, that no spoilers, but that definitely comes into play. Looking at you know, we are really a project. We are, we embody all of our ancestors and all of what they went through and the trauma that they have, or, but also significantly in the unhealed trauma mm -hmm. that might not have been spoken about, maybe because of shame. Um, or another topic that we're going to hopefully cover is conflict avoidance as well. So, gosh, even just sitting thinking about what, how much baggage do I, do I hold as a person? um that's what i kind of we kind of mean by intergenerational trauma and what it might mean or what it might look like to be a cycle breaker um mm -hmm. not just for our generation but for the next generation and the generations to come um, yeah yeah and that even can sometimes come with shame right that that 
family if you know this comes out or yes um, so then you keep all that hidden um and you don't talk about it either um yeah so that's a really important topic for us to to unpack a bit as well um, probably go on the rest of the night talking about this stuff. I know and this is why we're kind of doing this podcast as well one of the reasons why we want to provide space right to mm -hmm. be able to um be cycle breakers for the next generation it's not just about us it's for the people to come it's for our children our children's children as well um yeah yeah so I that's think why we... it's so sorry go ahead yeah no I was just saying that's why it's so important yeah yeah definitely I I think we definitely don't want the next generation living out that chain and obviously yeah. that perfectly, but we got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And I think maybe this will probably cover this in future topics, but that's why we wanted to open up this space because I'm not sure about you, but growing up, there was just, no one talks about stuff um, mm -hmm. in the Chinese community. No one, there is no kind of, what What do you do? What do you talk, who do you go to? What, what groups or what does your community do when bad things happen or um and there was no kind of an okay space to talk about things even just a question and so i guess one of our hopes is to start that conversation so that with ourselves first um and then hopefully we can do that within our friendship groups and our families and our communities as well um to provide spaces yeah yeah gosh that's really hard isn't it growing up not being able to have that space and yeah to talk to yeah uh, yeah definitely i mean i grew up obviously in the states even though yeah okay um and you know i think it was like a mix because there is that um element where there there is that western culture coming in mm. things are a bit more open um mm. but there is that mix of also the asian side but to, having said that not all east asians are the same either exactly, yeah definitely seen i think uh, a mix of different kinds in community mm. growing up but yeah definitely that that's not foreign what you just shared for sure yeah exactly yeah and I guess that's the thing like some of this will be our own lived experience so it can't be it's not generalizations across the board of East Asians and say but some um sometimes there might be similarities there or um that we can tap into and explore there um, but definitely not everyone has the same experience so yeah so we can really bear that in mind as well yeah that reminds me i was sharing earlier that i don't know if you've received this question a lot but i received the question do you have to be east asian to listen to that podcast? <laughs> not at all <laughs> no no not at all i mean i guess the main reason there's lots of different reasons but the main reason is because within our communities um these topics there's not really that many places we can go to to talk honestly or openly about things. Um, so it's, it's a space for East Asians, but definitely anywhere, anyone can um, listen in as well and yeah, take part. Yeah. yeah. And I think we were saying, Ellen, right, that this mm -hmm. want to make sure that it's educational, but also yes. awareness across all cultures, really. Yeah, um, so exactly. They can find similarities in their culture, even if they're not East Asian yeah exactly yeah hi yeah so i mean this this next list i mean topic is kind of similar to the whole shame thing but it's the whole they mm. face and uh. experiences are yeah 
saving face. Again, it's one of these, uh, we instinctively, in, you know, in, intuitively we know it's a cultural norm. Well, not generalizing again, but um, it's, it's a cultural norm that we have to save face. Mm -hmm. um, saving, what is, yeah, how would you define saving face, Erica? That's really interesting because mm -hmm. I never use this term, nor did I really hear this term until I came to the UK. And oh, I heard okay. community using it a lot um, with, you know, different circumstances. And they would often mm -hmm. say, 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 say. So I, I actually thought it was a Chinese term. Ah, okay. But when, you know, when people said it, you can immediately know what that means. Um, yes. Then when they unpack that, you're like, oh, yeah, it does mean that. Yeah. Yeah. Saving your face, your appearance, isn't it? <laughs> so how you look to others. Like, you must yeah. weigh um, certain shameful, like, topic, shameful topics should be, like, placed mm. over or, you know. Yeah. Rug kind of thing in order yeah. to. It's, like, the purpose is to save that face. Yeah. yeah. And that's linked a lot to, like, I'll say that again so have I got that right oh yeah yeah well yeah that's 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 a great definition yeah and then yeah just uh yeah it's about um I think of Mulan it says you bring honor to us all and say so the opposite of that would be to dishonor your family um completely and say so there's this kind of cultural norm about you don't just represent yourself you represent the whole family um and the shame that you would is it links to shame and filial piety and everything but the shame you'd bring to your family if you do certain things that you save face by not doing certain things as well um so yeah that's a whole uh yeah that would yeah well with some of these topics we could have quite a few episodes on um but but yeah it's just um plucking out things that we think might be pertinent um, for our communities to to shine some light on and to open space on yeah i just want to take the time to say that yeah like for all our listeners and future listeners please do engage with us because the yeah. more as the more richer content there can be in in raising awareness and really you know doing this together and yeah exactly because <laughs> i think i jumped over you there sorry oh. Yeah, yeah, I was just really just echoing what you were saying about to send us um, yeah, suggestions of things that you might want us to cover. Um, yeah, because these are just things that we, we might think of, but we might have missed stuff as, along the way as well. So do let us know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have some new people who've joined in. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Had a head start. Um, but yeah, we know that Instagram is having some issues right now. I think it has been for the past few days, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So welcome and joining us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, feel free during this live session to share where you're listening in from because it'd be really interesting to see um, mm -hmm. where you guys are located. Um, yeah. Just to give you a bit of where we are, we're just talking about some topics that we are hoping to cover in our episodes on our podcast um, in the next year or so. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah. more maybe as well. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so next one, we talked about being not good enough and perfectionism, mm. how that shows up in East Asian communities. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, well, yeah, a lot about shame and saving face, but that I'm, I'm definitely sure that not good enough and perfectionism just feeds into that as well. Um, so that's definitely a topic that we want to cover. And some of these things, they're going to be interlinked as well. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely yeah mm. and things like fear oh yes yeah do you want to say anything about that erica oh yeah definitely you know i think mm. it's funny because everything kind of comes back to that collective community yeah. <laughs> like this fear and the domino effect on the community right mm. um just just very being fear driven um, and how that shows up in families um, and probably it links to um, other religious factors as well within the Asian history. Um, mm. It's just, you know, it's really easy to see someone who is scared or anxious mm. about something and just be like, oh, you know, <laughs> actually we will probably do an episode on this, like things that East Asians say. <laughs> yes. It's fine. Just get over it. Like, don't go out with your hair wet or something like that. Those kinds of ones. <laughs> Otherwise, like, you'll catch a cold or I don't know. Some maybe that's I don't know. Other cultures have that too, but yeah, I think that. There, there's a lot of do nots, right? Yeah, and I wonder, you know, just as I'm kind of really delving into intergenerational trauma a lot more, I wonder whether fear um, is not just because it's part of our families or something but because it's a trait but it's a family trait it's a historical trait because of things that have happened in the past um wars that people have got you know our ancestors have gone through as well and just the impact it, it the fear doesn't come from nowhere um yeah. you know it didn't start with us um yeah. and so it the importance of really just honoring what our ancestors have gone through our grandparents our great-grandparents and and just being aware that they really fled for them. Some of them really fled for their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and we might not really know that or appreciate that because maybe in our families, they haven't talked about their past um, because it's been too painful or um, they wanted to shield us from that pain. Um, mm -hmm. but, we, we, but we know something is there because mm -hmm. of, of their actions, you know, of yeah. the things that they do um, or say or not say. Um, the silence that is in the room when certain topics are mentioned or even just things that I don't know if, if you, you knew anyone doing this in um, your families but uh, putting cling film on remote controls um, to, to really preserve them but that's a real scarcity thing mm -hmm. um, because I can't even imagine um, but the abundance and privilege we have now but imagine just the scarcity of needing to preserve your stuff and it sounds funny now you might think it's funny to preserve your remote control in cling film but gosh just the scarcity that came from that yeah. and what they must have lived through or their parents have lived through yeah um, to to not waste money mm -hmm. um, so yeah it's just having that appreciation really of of where that fear might have come from that might not be ours but it's come down the line yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, our family didn't do it, but I, I know plenty yeah. of homes where that was, yeah. So it is like, it's not a foreign concept to me. No. And then that just leads me to hoarding. You know, a lot of 
East Asian families hoard stuff. Um, and so, yeah, and there's reasons for that. If, we, if we're able to look at it compassionately um, and to give space to see that, there are real reasons why people, people used to do this. Um, but, but yeah, but it's kind of just wondering, like, why are we doing it now mm. as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, what else? There, we talked about uh, food. <laughs> <laughs> food, yes. But I guess that might also link. I, I was just thinking about this again. Oh, it could link with racism, because I'm not sure how it was for you growing up in America. But food, eating Chinese food in this country growing up was a real embarrassment. Like it was shameful. And I will, yeah, and like, sorry. telling friends, I cling film my plates so I didn't have to wash them. Scarcity, I, yeah, I wonder what, where, you know, everyone has their reasons for, for doing things. And yeah, it's kind of delving to that, yeah, <laughs> you're laughing at that. So there's a link to food right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry you were saying yeah I was just saying about when I was growing up um I used to love and I still love eating chicken feet actually um but the embarrassment of of even saying that I ate it because of people's reactions or just the smell of rice um or something like that was just like the, the shame the the way people would look at you um, when you brought your food out um yeah so even though f chinese well for me chinese food is amazing you know it's absolutely amazing it's so much a part of my culture and how i grew up but not to be able to share that with people or have that looked down upon by people um or yeah was a real was a real trauma and, and that sounds really weird but it was traumatic to think i have to hide that side of me and right. then the stereotypes of um, Chinese food just of being the Chinese takeaway. And, mm. they say, and then people say, oh, yeah, I eat Chinese food. And then they'll name these things. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's westernized Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a whole area mm. that we could go into. There's different elements we could go into about food. But uh, the beauty of food, how it brings us together. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be many stories and you're definitely not alone in experiencing that for you it might be chicken feet and I'm sure for others were other things um, from yeah. things that they loved that were ashamed yeah. their cultures yeah mm. um, racism you are very passionate about this topic aren't you Ellen <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's linked to so many other things you know and we could this yeah we could go on and on about it for sure but we yeah we really it's such an important topic because i i don't know what it was like for you but i think i i've mentioned as well that to assimilate in this country was so important to survive but that meant that 
um, I faced a, I, I internalized a lot of racism into myself. Um, and so um, it's something that I've been unpacking in the last few years um, a lot more. So um, it would be really great to open space to talk to others as well. And, that, and to really raise awareness of this because racism is huge. Um, so big, you know, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, did you, I don't know if you want to add anything to that about yeah, racism. Definitely. It was really interesting because I was interviewed on another podcast not too long mm. ago. They were asking me whether I had any experience with racism. Mm. And I said that I didn't really have overt experience of like overt, overt racism, but um, mm. there was, I'm just not remembering it. And I kind of yeah. had to process this question because I was like, how could I not? I'm sure there was. Yeah. Not to say like there must be, um, but mm. it's definitely there. And I realized, I think it was because I grew up in New York. I think you just become really desensitized to all this. Um, yeah. And so just kind of second nature, like when you're walking on the street and someone's like ching chong ching to you, it yeah. just, whatever, kind of, uh, you know, it just, you kind of look like it pass over you because it happens like all the time yeah but yeah and I'm sure there's you know the whole code switching element is yeah. triggered by racism it doesn't come on yeah. mm -hmm. so I'm sure there'll be lots of different topics to talk about um but I remember mm -hmm. when I first moved to the UK you were there um mm -hmm. and this elderly non-Asian couple asked me so what do you cook at home <laughs> and then I took real offense to that um and I remember saying the same thing you cook at home <laughs> um but yeah that was probably just me being triggered um and yeah. that probably comes with history it doesn't come on its own <laughs> yeah yeah and that could be something to unpack because it's you know on the surface that question sounds quite innocent yeah. And it does. You, know, you think, what, 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 what exactly is wrong with that question then? Mm. Um, but that's where we you know, start to unpack the whole microaggressions. And, mm -hmm. um, but also how, yeah, just if we don't have people in our circles, our social circles that are different to us, then, then we will just go to stereotypes or we, we might go to, I don't think, yeah, it'll be an area to unpack anyway as to why that is being, you're being othered as well. You know, yeah. that's the thing, but it's something to just unpack a bit more, really, to um, to understand how racism has impacted us, but also maybe um, what things within our own upbringing or culture or shame um, where we haven't spoken out about certain things as well. Um, yeah. For example, we've just normalised being called ching chong ching chong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what is the impact on our mental health? Um, to have that normalized and that anxiety and especially now with all um with the rise in um asian hate crimes um just you know for for a lot of people just walking out the door is really scary to think am i going to get attacked today you know yeah. maybe not even physically but am i going to get another go back to your country you yeah. know that kind of thing um um is it it wears you down um definitely so um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah. a back here, and one thing um, you probably remember me saying that I mm. wanted to also, well, we both wanted to make sure that um, for our mm. listeners who are also not East Asian, yeah, 
um, also feel safe being listening um, to the podcast because yeah. it's like, you know, like the question that was asked of me, what do you cook at home? It might purely have been a very exactly. question. And it's like any, any topic out there, like, for instance, you know, right now, it's, you know, there, I mean, there's always lots of social topics going on. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, let's say something about mental health. And mm-hmm. someone asks you a question about it. it might genuinely come from a genuinely curious base um and so we also want this platform to be where people can join in and be like oh you know what i didn't know that that could be offensive yeah and at the same time learning to give grace to others right so that or ask questions like that oh being able to weigh out actually it might not come from that intention yeah yeah and it's, I guess, giving that space to educate ourselves and growing awareness that even if we didn't intend for it to be offensive anyway, it was a genuine question. Maybe if if we can hear from someone else's perspective, we might consider then, ah, okay, uh, maybe I can uh, be more mindful next time or actually change what I'm saying. If I know that it's it's offensive, then to, to change it um so it's about that awareness as well because if we if we don't know then we don't know if we don't know we don't know we can't change what we don't know but if we're actively trying to educate ourselves with with humility as well really wanting to love the other person um then then yeah why wouldn't we change if we if we knew that we were hurting someone right yeah yeah feel like we're going on and we can, like I said we can go on <laughs> about each topic yeah. um, but um, um talk about passive aggressiveness yeah <laughs> yeah did you want to did you want to unpack that a bit more yeah I mean I think it's common in many cultures, but mm. I think it was highlighted when I moved here because I would often hear people say, oh, you Americans are just so open. <laughs> like, uh, so mm-hmm. And then I started realizing, oh, actually, yes, I can see um, this, you know, passiveness in different cultures show up differently. Mm. And, oh, we just got a comment that they find it more in the UK. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, we, we might see this in also the East Asian cultures. And, yeah. Um, and I think that's where we see the whole, like, suppression and repression. Like, yeah. how it shows up in our mental health, um, mm. in our relationships, in our communities. And we will find that it's a very cultural thing. Um mm. I think we can't really turn a blind eye to that. Um, yeah, definitely. And there is something, well, I can only say from growing up here and being born here that people don't really talk about their feelings that much or um, they put a stiff upper lip, keep calm and carry on. Um, but they might comment, you know, they're not direct. They'll mm-hmm. go around their houses maybe about it or they just don't say it. There is a bit of a passive aggressiveness of like, um, oh, it, I can't think of the thing that comes to my mind now, but it'll be like, um, oh, where's your ma- manners? Like manners, <laughs> you know, it would just be one word, but it's like you know yeah. exactly what is meant. Manners. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or yeah. Why don't you 
Yeah. Or the, yeah. Oh, no. I just say it directly. <laughs> yeah. So instead of just ex using a bit of, I guess, time to explain a bit more, um, yeah, that I can see what, you, yeah, that, that passive aggressiveness might come out. Um, and and that can be a similarity in many cultures where maybe we, we don't have the emotional vocabulary um, and we haven't been taught um, or it's not within our normal relationships to, to speak about how we really feel because there's vulnerability there and there's authenticity, which if we've grown up with not speaking about things, conflict avoidance, um, then it will leak out in other ways mm -hmm. um, through things like um, passive aggressiveness. Yeah, I, I think what well, I find that in my experience of just observing that mm. oftentimes a lot of people aren't aware that they're being passive aggressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I'll get into trouble saying this. <laughs> Not trouble, but I don't know if uh, I'll be hated on by saying this. But I find in the UK, um, there mm. is a little bit of this, um, um, like looking down upon if you are very direct um, and um, it's better to be passive, passive and aggressive, like passively aggressive um, rather. But at the end of the day, it's the same message, but like that delivery yeah. being as the, you know, better mm -hmm. way to communicate that. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because I never really thought about this as much until I moved to this country and saw yeah between the British and American culture. Yeah, yeah. I'd be really interested to see then how that combination mm. shows up as, you know, as a Chinese British or a Korean British. Yeah. Chinese Korean and American Korean because I've heard my fair share of comments that we are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think you can really speak into that as someone who has come from a different culture. You've lived somewhere different. You've grown up somewhere different. And then um, to, to, and then coming here, then you can see the cross-culturally, that's what I mean, the cross-cultural differences. And so that's your lived experience of people here um, not being direct, being passive-aggressive. Um, so there are definitely those cultural differences. Um, we, we all, we're speaking English, but the way in which we're communicating so different. Um, yeah. yeah, which is yeah. crazy because... As you said, we're all speaking English, right? Yeah. Comes we're not all saying this. We're not saying the same thing. <laughs> Even yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's definitely nuances there. Yeah, that, that would be really, um, really interesting to talk about. And, um, and then we were kind of suggesting maybe even having more open discussions with people from Australia, Australian um, Asians or mm. New Zealand Asians or and then yeah, different, different Asians um, and what their experience of, um, of living in other countries are as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so also we talked about lack of reconciliation. Um, well, we <sighs> about this within the church context. So for those of you... Yeah are joining us uh, tonight. Uh, one of the elements that we'll talk about and incorporate is our Christian faith mm. and how that shows up um, within the East Asian community. Um, and, yeah. Um, and the whole mix of yeah. yeah, and reconciliation in general. I mean, 
who who really outside of church who who really uses that word anymore reconcile or even forgiveness like yeah. if we just take a step back and think do we even teach each other, teach our kids you know widely about saying sorry or forgiveness um or about when relationships will inevitably have ruptures how do we repair that um and then if we're not doing that in our families um then no wonder in churches that we're not we may not be doing that either so it's it's a symptom of an underlying issue really, uh, underlying problem really um about reconciliation um but i guess with that will be the intergenerational um dynamics and hierarchical dynamics as well of um who says sorry to whom yeah. um and yeah because there's yeah. Still hierarchy culture isn't it like i am old you like respect your elders uh kind of yeah thing. um yeah because we we've talked about it you know can you imagine east asian families going to therapy like <laughs> it's like a no-no it's a complete could you i don't know i mean that would be so beautiful so beautiful if a family would be willing to invest in that and but but really it's about hearing each other and yeah. giving but in that you'd be saying giving equal space to mm -hmm. be heard and that already would be a clash within cultural dynamic because this is generalization but east asian families there's definitely a hierarchy and so family therapy might be a struggle and that would be another that would be a hurdle to to get over first to really hear your children and for children to really hear your parents uh -huh. um, but the beauty that could come out of of really hearing each other um it would be really amazing um, yeah we were saying that that's yeah. hopes of our podcast that we would mm. uh, be able to encourage families to go to therapy together <laughs> that would definitely that would be a dream for sure um to be able to um yeah if, if families would be willing um but even just to start having those like tiny uncomfortable conversations but in a in a yeah cultivating them practicing them yeah. first yeah. um practicing hearing each other yeah yeah oh we could go on <laughs> we could go on and on i'm aware that it's like yeah. 45 minutes wow thank you for those that have stayed with us for all this I, time no i think you guys are all enjoying your hot drink message let us know what you're drinking i'm drinking a coffee <laughs> <laughs> at this time wow you're good you're good i know i'm so sensitive to the caffeine but i was like i must stay awake i'm just so tired today but um yeah, yeah. oh wow no coffee's good <laughs> My love is coming. But yeah, so in the future, we're hoping to be able to extend this to having guests on, right? And we mm. want to other people. We briefly shared about, you know, interviewing other yeah. outside of the UK or the States and just hearing about their experience um, and seeing, oh, you know, are there similarities or are there differences? And just weighing those mm. things. Why? Um, and uh yeah, we'll also hopefully have guests on to talk about other topics, right? Yeah, and one of the things we want, really want to do is to um, help help East Asians have a voice 
you know, to really have a voice and own their own stories and say, if we were able to invite people to, to share their stories um, in a really authentic way that's true for them, that would be, especially with taboo topics, um, some of the really hard, like, well, yeah, we'll see what topics come out, but there's not many topics that maybe East Asians generally talk about. So if people are um, wanting to, to be heard, then to offer space for that would be amazing too. Yeah, definitely. So everything we shared tonight, um, they are possibilities, but it's not a, you know, end all be all list we've written down in stone. So please continue to join us um, on these live sessions and our upcoming podcasts. Um, is there something you want to say, Ellen? Look like you want to say something. Oh, <laughs> do I? No, I was going to say, yeah, I, I, what I will say is like, we haven't talked about our first topic that we are actually going to talk about, <laughs> which is um, why have we named this podcast Dubu or Not Tofu? Yeah. Um, and we've got some really, um, really heartfelt um, reasons for that. So we're going to share those in our first podcast. Um, yeah yeah so definitely do join us follow our podcast so you don't miss that episode um mm-hmm. and then we will be doing um introduction episodes won't we yeah exactly so we'll be talking about those <laughs> say that again sorry what we'll be what we'll, we'll oh. be talking about oh yeah i mean just like if people are interested but yeah <laughs> no definitely it's about just what who are we why are we doing this that's yeah. the thing why 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 do we do what we do why are we psychotherapists as well and for some people who um they might want to start that journey of counseling or psychotherapy as well so that might be of interest so we might share about our own journeys of how we've got to where we are today um so so yeah that's what we'll be doing and care about our story <laughs> We were joking, weren't we? Like, who would care about our story? Why are we sharing our story? (laughs) Well, you know, we care. That's the thing. And we care about our journeys. God cares about our journeys. That's the thing. And so um, it's it's important to be able to share that too. Um, And also God's given us our own passions as well. So even though we're both psychotherapists, we have different specialisms and different things we like to focus on. Um, So each of our own episodes um, in our introduction episodes gives us a chance to, for you to get to know those as well about us. Um, Yeah. And I guess we were kind of like going first and saying here, we'll we'll share our story. Yeah our listeners to also share their stories within their community as well. Yeah, exactly. So we're not necessarily giving answers to things or advice. It's not about that at all. Really, it's about encouraging people to cultivate having conversations, to start talking, Mm -hmm. to to start using your voice in really positive ways to nurture relationship with others beyond the superficial. Like if people were to ask you, how are you? What what would you really say, especially during this pandemic? And we're not out of it yet. Like if someone were to ask you, how are you? How are you really going to answer that? Um, because I can't imagine that there's anyone that hasn't suffered something during this pandemic. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, listen out for that episode. Um, and... Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say, Ellen? 
no that's it i think we we yeah we said quite a bit tonight already no it's it's been almost an hour guys wow i like, know so yeah so those episodes will be coming out in the next few weeks so yeah. that follow along so you don't miss the episode and uh we hope to do a few more live sessions like this um in the future don't we yeah uh so yeah thank you for joining us guys and like we said continue to engage with us and enter um just leave comments or send us an inbox message um dm us and uh yeah stay in touch thanks for joining everyone thank Have you good evening. bye bye good night bye Thanks for joining us on Dubu or Not Tofu. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to you joining us for future episodes. Subscribe to our podcast to keep up to date of when new episodes come out. Follow us on Instagram at Dubu or Not Tofu in between episodes. Just as a disclaimer, all the information shared here today should not be a replacement for therapy. If anything you heard today got you thinking about wanting to learn more, please feel free to message us or find a mental health professional near you. For listeners in the UK, you can find links to directories on where you can search for a therapist in our show notes. Join us next time. Bye.